All right, gang, welcome back, everybody, to the latest installment of the Metal Oasis podcast with your host, me, Adam, and my lovely co-host, Orion. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Oh, good for you, buddy. So, so glad you sound a little more enthusiastic here as we get these episodes rolling. Yes. Um, so last week, wow, what a doozy. Two and a half hour podcast. Did not that... think that that would happen. You did tell me to like, hey, Adam, let's keep it between like an hour and a half max, you know, hour, hour and a half max. And I'm like, no, no, I listen to like three hour podcast. That's fine. Good God. Was that a beast to tackle? Um, but it was a lot of fun. I'm so glad to have Billy on with us to tackle that uh, you know, pivotal album for both of us and him as well. So any uh, any thoughts out there that you heard from any feedback that we got on the episode? No, I mean, just I think there's quite a lot of people who feel kind of nostalgic about that album as well. Um, I think it's just kind of one of those those albums that you can you can go back and listen to and just be like, oh, yeah, like I remember doing this or being in this shitty job or like navigating being in a relationship in high school while listening to this album, like all that kind of stuff. So I think it's I think it's relatable. I think it's one of those albums that a lot of people be like, oh, yeah, that one. So that's fun. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely think that. Bullet from Valentine has a little bit more of an outreach than Trivium did. So just looking at, you know, the outreach that we've had so far, being three weeks into the podcast, you know, we are getting a little more traction with that episode, um, which is, I think it's because of the more popular nature that Bullet is versus Trivium. Um, this week, however, I'm not sure how it's going to go. I think there's going to be about five people who know who we're talking about this time. <laughs> now, nah, more than that, maybe is it seven. just the members of the band. It'll be them and us. Oh, perfect. So seven. So seven. Yeah. Probably close to like 20 because I think there's about 10 X members of the band. <laughs> I don't even know. We got to we, we saw them, though, which we can talk about. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, this will be fun, though. And I think this is a good, you know, this will be a, a fun one for us to dive into. I think this one's pretty nostalgic, at least for me as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, if anything, maybe it'll get a couple of people to listen to this album, which would always be good. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely surprised. I mean, just looking at who we're reaching out to. I mean, People, if you are the people in Texas and Oklahoma and California and Florida, please let us know who you are because I would love to know how we're getting to you because this is awesome. I mean, at least to have two guys from you know middle of Virginia getting in touch with somebody across the country, it's pretty cool. So definitely hope that we're entertaining you with our banter and wonderful reviews of these good albums. Mm-hmm. Um, segwaying into kind of newer stuff that's out there. Have you seen the new music video for the new Slipknot song? So I did not know there was a new Slipknot song until mm, seven minutes ago when you oh. last told me about this. Um, <laughs> so the answer to your question is no. Uh, let's see what this song is called. Slipknot. Uh, nope, it didn't pop up. Uh, oh. Hold on. I would have thought that would come up right away, but instead it's something else entirely. What is it called? I don't know. Great. <laughs> Very good. Simple. Uh, the Dying Song? Yeah. Oh, this came out eight days ago. Yeah. So it's fairly new. I just, I'm not a huge Slipknot fan. Uh, I definitely like a lot of their songs, but I really couldn't tell you too much about the band. I'm more so just enamored by the different like max changes, album to album. Sure. And this one just, it's a pretty sick Mac, uh, mask they've come out this time. Uh, Corey Taylor's mask is very terrifying. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm looking at I'm I'm have the video playing here in the background a little bit. Uh I will definitely be checking this out yeah. when we're done. Cool. All right, yeah, I'll check that out next. Haven't I, I would love, I will say, I would love to see Slipknot. I have never seen them. That they would be, I feel like that would be a fun show 
Um, I feel like we were supposed to catch them recently, um, but they're coming to the Blue Ridge Music Fest, which I don't think I'm going to this year, nor have I been any other year, uh, but I don't think I'm going this year either. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Slipknot is one of the headliners. Yeah, I actually had a chance uh, with the when I was with Billy and the band. We all went to Mayhem together, and Slipknot was the headliner. And you didn't stay? They all wanted to leave. You should have stayed behind. I I drove. <laughs> then, if anything, you get to choose. <laughs> I was also mildly concussed, so I probably needed to go home. This is a recurring theme. Well, this most... was my first one. This was my first one. I was crowd surfing. Oh, so it's, it's a special one. And I got basically just yeeted into a circle pit that opened up as I was like just mid crowd surfing <laughs> and landed on my noggin on concrete, jumped right up, kept crowd surfing. But then an hour later, I'm like, I don't feel too good. Uh, I just picture you being thrown like a rag doll, like a discus. <laughs> so it just throws you like a, like a disc golf with long hair um, flying into the crowd. It's funny. I, I can't remember if it was red Fang or who it was, but a mayhem show that I went to, I think it was the one we went to with a bunch of us. I, I want to say it was Red Fang on the side stage. And as soon as we walked up, somebody went up to crowd surf and I got kicked in the face as soon as we got there, right in the nose, started gushing blood. Everywhere. Like I showed up and I was like, oh, who are these guys? Oh, I just got kicked in the face. Uh, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> is this what metal is? I'd been to many shows before that one, but it was just funny because we showed up. Like, oh, Let's check out this band. And I'm kicked in the face. Yeah, Good times. So uh, that was the only time I think I've been at a show where they were playing, uh, but I definitely would like to see them. I think it would just be, they've got a lot of good songs. Um, they do. Yeah. I, I just you like, know, it's one of the things that they don't, I think come close to close enough to us to where it warrants the drive or they're on a bill that, you know, makes sense for me to want to spend the money to go see it. Cause again, sure. I'm going to sp- spend the money. I'm going to get a good seat. Yeah. So. No, that's fair. Maybe we'll check them out. We do a slipknot review sometime. They're a band that anytime they come on, I'm usually like, okay, cool. But I haven't done an oh man, I can't remember the last time I listened to a Slipknot album like all the way through. It's been forever. I think the last one I listened to was the um, the Great Chapter. It's been years for me. Well, cool. All right. Well, let's move on to the main topic of this evening. Your pick and yes. an album that is actually close to both of us. The third album by the Canadian powerhouse, Three Inches of Blood. Yes. Everyone knows this band. Um, nope, not not really. But in, in, in kind of keeping with the theme, right, of our podcast, at least, you know, these these first several episodes, I wanted to stick with an album that like you and I had quite a lot of bit of conversation about when we, when we first met and something that was kind of not just nostalgic, but had some sort of impact or another. Um, and so this was a fun one that I thought we could kind of both walk down memory lane. And this is one of the. I want to say this is one of the first shows we went to together was to see Three Inches of Blood at uh, Kingdom or what was the place called? What it it used to be called? It was either Kingdom or Alley Cats. You know, I I I can't remember which one it was at the time. I'm pretty sure it was Kingdom at that point because we were playing shows at the Kingdom at that point. And uh, I think they were toying with either Suicide Silence or Whitechapel. Um, they were touring with Suicide Silence or Whitechapel? Yeah, because I remember that show because that was the first time. Again, I was probably from, you know, me. Oh, wait, maybe it was. Su- I feel like it was Suicide Silence. Let's look it up here on the interwebs. Uh, that would have been in like 2011. I think it was 2011. We're getting old. Can't remember what years we did things. It's all coming together. 
Yeah, I have no idea. But this is gonna we you know what we should start doing is doing that? our fucking research about what we're gonna talk about before we talk about it. No, that's all right. It just makes me edit out edit out all this crap that we're just humming and awing through. No, nope, so. we gotta keep it. Gotta keep it in. But yeah, this was the first show. Yeah, that's actually was probably one of our first, I think probably the first show. You, you're right. We was all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were not two feet from the edge of the stage, which is two feet off the ground. And yeah, I'm just like staring at McCann pipes. I'm just like, what? And <laughs> like on stage, he has like a very just like kind of menacing presence off stage. I'm just like, just didn't want to talk to anybody. Maybe he was just pissed off that they're playing at, you know, a hundred person club in literal alley in Richmond. Mm-hmm. And, but that was probably one of the coolest shows uh, oh, yeah. I've ever been to just because of how, I mean, it was like I said, it was, I think there's probably only a hundred people at that show. And I they don't were know like if you diehard fans. And I can't remember who yep. the other band was. I'm pretty sure it was Suicide Silence. Yeah. Um, for some reason, that, that does ring a bell. It might have been Suicide Silence. I distinctly remember though. I think like two or three songs in you and I yelling up at Cam, like, Hey, it's really hard to hear your, your vocals or whatever. And he was like, fucking back up. You're like in front of the monitors or behind. I couldn't remember what he said, but he was basically right. like you jagaloons. All right. It was <laughs> the black Dahlia murder. Oh, got it right here. It was black Dahlia murder, three inches of blood, hate eternal and decrepit birth. At I don't remember. And it was alley cats. It was not the kingdom yet. Okay. So it's fairly early. Wait, wait, so was it 2011 or what was it? It was uh, January 20th, uh, 2011. The year would be the, the, the four digits. <laughs> Excuse me. I was reading this. Is it? Well, no, no, no. I take this back. I take this back. Because it's, this was actually from 2007, which we wouldn't have gone to. No, I was right. So I'm going to edit all this. Back <laughs> okay. Price. Um, it was a job for a cowboy. Oh yeah, that's was, right. Yes, it was job for a cowboy with three inches of blood. Kingdom, March nineteenth, twenty twelve. Wow, was that late? Yep. I guess it would have been. Yeah. Wow. That was a fun show. Yeah, and that was yeah. So I remember, yeah, job for a cowboy was going they were the headliner and it was uh with three inches of blood impending doom and wretched did we even stay for job for cowboy oh yeah i met because i remember uh because it was me you and ingstrom yeah and, and maybe and maybe shoals i can't remember god damn i wish i like remembered this stuff better oh well yeah, but, that's what but that was that was awesome and then I mean, the next time i saw them was with um shoals i think it was just me and shoals went down to mayhem fest because it was uh a, a, a pretty probably the middle of the mayhem you know festival years where they were starting to get a lot of repeat acts and Mm -hmm. uh, billy didn't want to go or had to work so some reason he didn't want to go and i think i mean it was i think in this moment three inches of blood were in here and there was two bands two newer bands that i was into i was like oh shit we can see them and not have to pay you know an arm or leg and like again right up front i mean i was at the front barricade uh, watching the three inches of blood set and they played Swordmaster, and shoals lost his mind <laughs> that's awesome like, that was they one fun. I, they, they were torn for the uh their fourth album um here waits thy doom that year so i think mm-hmm. it was actually this in 2012 that festival year 
No, it's Hear White's. Oh, wait, no, okay, that's right. Yeah, Hear White's Side Doom comes out after five months. Long Live Heavy Metal came out in 2012 because it was shortly after we saw them that that album came out, right? Yeah. Oh, wow, it was like right then, March 15th, 2012. Yep. Okay. Who's on this? You'll always be my metal woman, Adam. Always. I, I hate you. I know. It's I know. 2013? What, we, what are you trying to figure out? I'm trying to figure out what festival it was um, that we saw them one. Yeah. All right. So, so actually, so seeing them at the kingdom in 2012, that was actually my second time seeing them. The first time I saw them yeah. was in 2010. It was just me and Shoals. The reason why Billy didn't want to go was because it was corn and Rob zombie headlining. I would have been totally fine seeing both of those bands. But they were after Lamb of God and Five Finger Death Punch on the main stage. I would see Lamb of God. Five Finger Death Punch is terrible. And, and I've were, seen them. And on the side Let stage, me rephrase that. They were at a place also playing, but I wanted to see other bands. Well, the side stage, it was Three Inches of Blood started and then Endless Moment. So we were right at the front barricade the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then the last band on that side stage was one of your favorite bands, Treyu. Oh God, fucking a Treyu! I, we will dive into this some other time. That would be a fun discussion, like first impressions from bands, right? Whether yeah. they made it so you're like, oh wow, let me check these guys out. Which spoiler alert, that will lead into my this is music later. Or in my case, the first time I saw a Treyu, I was so thoroughly disappointed with how terrible they were that. <clears throat> I've had numerous friends, including you, be like, you should check out this 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 band, this album. Like, who is it? And they're like, Atreyu. And before you can even finish your sentence, I'm like, nope, not interested. <laughs> Ugh, fucking Atreyu. Yeah, so, but seeing these guys, I mean, they, you know, I first got into Three Inches of Blood in probably about 09. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was, you know, before, you know, Here Waits Thy Doom came out. So really all they had were Battle Cry Under Winter Sun, Advance and Vanquish, and uh, Fire Up the Blades. Yep, and here waits I doom was just about to come out, and at band practice, um, we were getting ready to leave and go. I think go see a movie, and Schultz's older brother had um, gotten fire up to blades, and it's like, what's this? And just puts it in, and has you know, we'll get into the whole intro thing, and then just Night Marauders comes on. I was like, what is this? these high shrieks. And I was like, I can't, can't listen to this. This is too <laughs> high pitched. What the hell is going on? It wasn't even like in the same, I mean, it reminded me of rush with Getty Lee, just high pitched vocals. And just when he's like doing like the, just, I'm not even trying to impersonate it. Just that when he's saying night marauders, I'm like, Whoa, mm, 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 don't <laughs> like you right in the taint too much, too much. Yep. But just as the album went on, I was like, okay, okay. And then it gets to my favorite track, uh, which we'll get into Don't later. And in. yeah, I won't spoil it, but you get to know it's like, okay, okay. And then I, I went backwards with it to Advance and Vanquish. And you know, those two are uh, two solid albums. I mean, the first one is definitely Battle Cry is definitely a, it, it's a first album. It's very, um, the recording's very raw. Yeah. And you can definitely tell, I mean, it's, it's it's definitely a demo and not a demo album but it's definitely their first album and before they really got into you know better quality recordings um so yeah so i mean that's kind of where we're at and then you know here waits that doom comes out and 
you know, that was a good fight, decent follow up to Fire Up the Blades. But Fire Up the Blades was definitely a just a, a solid album for just a totally different band, totally different genre of music. I mean, it's definitely thrashy, heavy metal, but with the, I think it was the first time I really got exposed to dual singers between mm-hmm. Cam Pipes and Jamie. And just where you had a clean singer and a screamer or a growler on stage. And I was like, that's interesting. Like having two, like two singers, like heart, like, you know, it's a, you're a metal band. Why would you need two singers? I mean, I could see having, you know, someone doing the backup chorus vocals, um, like as they dying, but uh, you've got two guys just going back and forth with verses and stuff. You know, you sing a line, you, I sing a line and, but it's, you know, high, like a high pitched, you know, clean scream and you know a scream harsh vocal so it's yep. definitely definitely interesting to kind of just get, get exposed to and that it was just definitely very heavy very thrashy very fast and i mean just the the musicianship on this album is rock solid oh yeah no this is a <clears throat> this is a fun one um you know I'd, I'd, I'd gone through the discography a few times um fire the blades is really the only one that has consistently come back up for me like this is one that will randomly pop back up in my playlist or something. I'll randomly be like, I want to listen to something fast. I'll listen to Fire of the Blades. So yeah, I mean, I, it's a good one. I'm looking forward to to diving in and, and and taking a look at this song by song. This is going to be, as I said earlier, this is going to be a tricky one. This is a tricky one for ranking purposes, um, at least for me. I mean, who knows? Maybe that'll evolve a little bit as we as we start to dive through each song. But this is a fun one, and it's uh, most of the songs are pretty short. Uh, well, not short short but you know by heavy metal standards they're not rocking the like you know eight nine ten minutes none of that is on here yeah there's no you know rhyme of the ancient manor on this which is nice for this type of music yeah hey do me a favor Mm -hmm. look look up the three inches of blood preacher's daughter t-shirt all right yeah so funny story so I got this shirt after I saw them uh, at Mayhem Fest with Shoals, and I got this shirt. And you can see you've got, you know, a little girl with who's you know blindfolded, screaming. Looks like she's you know in a pentagram. May have slit her wrist. I'm not sure. Uh, she's screaming out. So I'm wearing this shirt to uh, class one day, and my dad texted me and said, "Hey, I'm going to be at your grandmother's house around lunchtime. You know, <laughs> if you want to come over for lunch, let me know." So I go over there and I'm just sitting at the table and I'm not sure if my grandmother knew what it was, but she's like, oh, that's a cute shirt. What's it say? (laughs) It just says, you know, three inches of blood and like just got this girl screaming on it. I just always remember that. That was always funny. It's my grandmother just being oblivious to this. (laughs) You know, it's not like a cannibal corpse logo shirt, but it's definitely, you know, it's it's still it's it's a little it's. I mean, it's obscene, you know. It's a little graphic. obscene. Did it? It was the one that you had. Was it the one that had like the pentagram and the upside down, like crucifix stabbing into the book, and it says "Preacher's Daughter." Yes, that Fantastic. is on the back of it. Yep, the yep. Up, Just... pentagram with the upside down cross stabbing a book with blood, and it has "Preacher's Daughter" scribbled in it. So, I'm sure that your family greatly appreciated that when you showed up in that shirt. Yeah, Graham Graham was like, "Oh, that's a cute shirt." Uh, she was probably like, "Yeah, three inches of blood is for pussies. <laughs> Listen to some real metal." <laughs> uh, all all right. right. Well, no, because that's just always a funny story. It's 
about this band that I, I enjoy listening to. So, all right, let's dive oh, into... Oh, wait, one more funny story about Three Inches right. of Blood. I can't... Was it you? We were talking about Three Inches... I can't remember if it was you or one of my other friends referenced this band as 30 Inches of Blood instead of Three Inches of Blood. And I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> A room with 30 inches of blood. Well, it depends on how how large the room is. That's true. You know, you know what you... Oh, God. Who was I think it was Ingstrom was telling us about this. It may have been him actually, because he's like, Well, how much is three inches of blood? Like, is it just like in a cup or is it in a pool? You know, because <laughs> if, if it's a pool full and you hit three inches, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. But if it's just like a little solo cup, like, yeah, that's yeah, not too much. Yeah, it's not that much blood. That's like a nosebleed blood. We need to find the clip from Young Frankenstein where he kills the vampire. He's just like, Oh my God, there's so much blood. No. So diving in to your pick this week, Three Inches of Blood, Fire Up the Blades. What do you think about the album cover? Oh, it's it's awesome. It looks like something from like, I don't know, Warcraft 2 or something. <laughs> like, it's just fantastic looking. It's literally, I mean, you can't ask for much more, right? I mean, it's the font is cool for the band. It's just like a shield with their crest and a bunch of almost... Not comical, but like dramatized medieval weapons. That's all it is. It's just a sword and some battle axes and like a couple of flails and spears. And, and I mean, it's just a bunch of weapons, just a bunch of medieval weapons and a shield and the band name. I mean, it's great. It's great. Yeah. I mean, we got the Three Inches of Blood logo in red, the shield with the goat on it. And then you got Mjolnir in there at one point. Yeah, the claymores, the axes, the swords. This is, I mean, it's definitely just like if you were to like scour through a record shop and be flipping through vinyls, it's like you pull this out, it's like, hmm, definitely just going to pick this up on album art alone. Yep. I mean, if it can double as a reference manual for D&D or an album cover, it's probably a winner. All right. So starting off with the first track let's dive right into it the leadoff track we've got through the horned gate I mean, I don't know from a ranking standpoint that we can really rank the first or last track on this album because it's just an instrumental intro and outro. Um, but I think it's 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 a cool intro to an album. 
like a cool little instrumental segue to get into night marauders uh, i mean it's neat i mean it, it's not you know anything super crazy going on with it but i think it, it's it's just kind of a cool roll into the album yeah i, I agree i mean i think um intro like when they give separate tracks to intros i like it if it actually blends into the next track mm-hmm. like like with end waves how yeah cap capsizing at sea mm-hmm. it fits well with end waves yeah um i think it was was it nine or x yeah it both fits, so yeah they fit right into that first yep. track on the last yep. two albums from trivium but i mean this one it's like you know it's long it definitely has to build up i'm definitely trying to picture this almost like a concept album a little bit and there's a lot about a lot of the songs are just about you know just battles and swords and yeah just mythical stuff altogether. So I can see like through the horn gate, it's almost like it, I like a D and D campaign. It's like, you're turning this up and like your group, what are they called? Your adventuring party. Your or party. whatever you want to call it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I want to make sure I got to say it right. The verbiage here, like your party is like just walking through the gate into your adventure. So I can, you know, it's, it's simple. You know, is it, should it be a standalone track? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a track, you know, it's, sure. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know if we can, you know, <clears throat> again, I don't really think that one and 13 are going to be a part of the rank. Like I rank these 11 to one um, and the, the intro and outro are just kind of their own thing. Yeah, I, I put the, I mean, all my rankings, I put them at the bottom anyway. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, moving on to the first lyrical track, Night Marauders. <laughs> I mean, what a great way to start an album, right? Like if you bought this on a whim and you're like, yeah, I'll check these guys out. Um, yeah, just such a fun, fun way to get this, get this party started. Um, it's just a fun, thrashy, you know, gallopy, kick-ass track that would be, you know, it's a fun opener for an album. It's, it would be a, it's a fun opener at a show. I don't even remember if they opened with this or not. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great. It's it's fast. It's it's heavy. Um, you know, it, it gives you an idea of what this album is going to be like very quickly. Um, but I always have fun with it. Um, yeah, it's great. Great song. As I previously mentioned, like the this was the first track I heard by them, and I was not really having it. Like, <laughs> like his voice is just so damn high, and it's little little bit of like you know ear piercingly high. I was like, oh god 
And as I've listened to it more and more, like it's still one of those songs that I'm just like, I can't, I can't really get into it. Like it's, <laughs> it's heavy. It's thrashy. Don't, I mean, I agree with you on that. I mean, like musically, it's a tight song. It's cool. But vocally, can't, can't really do it. Yeah. It, it feels as though on this one in particular, Cam Pipes is like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get into this with a bang and just took out just a handful below the belt, squeeze tight to get the belt, the vocals out for this one. It is high. It is very high. Um, it's still fun. Um, I wouldn't say it's at the top of my list, but I will say for like an album opener, especially kind of, you know, like a thrash metal album like this one. Um, yeah, I think musically it's, it's a good opener, but I, I could definitely see why from a first impression of the vocals. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, this is not a track that I'm if I'm trying to introduce this to somebody, not picking this song to expose <laughs> them to as I was exposed to this. You got to like clockwork orange them, just like tape Pretty their much. eyes open, their ears open, and then just blast them with Night Marauders. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it's a good track. I mean, it is a good opener, but it's not. Super wasn't for me. List. Yeah, not Fair. on my list. Fair um, enough. All right, moving on. Next track, The Goat Riders Horde. This one, I could definitely do without Night Marauders being the opening track, going from the Horn Gate right into the Goat Riders Horde. Yes, just how that song opens. It, I mean, it's almost like Screaming Fire. It just kicks the door open, and it's like that hook. I was like, these guys are just riff masters, and it just has a such a cool, cool groove throughout the whole song yep. and you know again being this was 2009 for me and i'm jill i have not developed an ear at all for this type of music i mean trying to understand high-pitched vocals trying to understand scream vocals this was definitely kind of a, a litmus test on can i actually learn to be able to listen to this type of music and understand what they're actually saying <laughs> And when he yeah. says, I am eternal, I walk the night, I am the reaper of souls. I'm like, and I can understand that. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> this that is, is like, you know, this isn't girls, girls, girls. This isn't, you know, <laughs> nothing but a good time. I mean, this is it's a pretty like, you know, fantasy driven 
shit and it's awesome so yep. definitely definitely really like the song a lot it's if i'm throwing on fire of the blades i'm hitting track three right away yeah yeah uh it's a banger man this is always a good one this is this one always be, brings a grin to my face uh, yeah i agree i mean i think i think night marauders is a great opener but frankly if night marauders wasn't there and this is the opening track I, I think this would be just as good as not better as an opener um you know just looking on spotify this song has the most plays on the album and that makes sense yeah i mean the song is badass it also has one of my favorite outros for a song on this album like the last 30 seconds how it just kind of plays out it's just an awesome name to a goat riders horde just picturing like a bunch of orcs riding into battle or some shit just ah well there wouldn't be well there wouldn't be any orcs because they destroyed them all in the previous album oh okay well yeah fair enough maybe this is like a retrospective look or thought of one of the battles i had in the past i don't know either way um this song is that's great it's awesome it's super heavy i mean i think it does still have a lot of the you know the 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 scrotum grabbing cam pipage. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's so good, man. I always, no matter what I'm doing, I always just like want to just do some shit while I'm listening to the song. Like, I feel like I should be doing something more. It's great. I love this song. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess from now on, when you start calling, calling them scrote grabs, dude. Yeah. When he really needs to hit that high note. Yeah. Do what you got to do. So definitely a fun track overall. Um, mm-hmm. Can't you know? Can't say enough more about it. Um, yep. All right. Moving on to the next track, "The Trial of Champions." Mm-hmm. buddy what do you think about this one yeah trial of champions um honestly it's usually a pretty middling track for me um this is one of the songs that when it pops up for me i usually skip it i will preface for this album i don't know if there's any songs that i like dislike which is pretty rare now that being said to be fair you know especially in this type of genre and and across this album there's a pretty decent amount of similarity between a lot of these songs like if i'm being honest um which isn't an inherently bad thing um but quite a few of these songs they have a similar you know like pace and feel and stuff to it so trial of champions for me not super high on the list i will say i like there's a part of the song that has this very like kind of groovy 
almost like funky kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about? This is part that happens in soccer. It's like, dude, do 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 Get off of my notes. I literally wrote oh, did you? groovy and funk. Really? <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that part always makes me smile when it comes up. But yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's a good song. But if I, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to crank out like two or three tunes, like the reference we make a lot is, you know, if it's a short car ride, I don't think trial of champions will be in my short car ride list. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's kind of a middling song for me. I mean, just like the last song, I mean, this one, I mean, it's got a music video for it. So I mean, it's all black and white and grainy. The intro. I mean, these guys are fantastic with the riffs and just coming up with like just new heavy riffs that they've got a groove to them. They've almost got I mean, that they're not melodic, but they definitely have something that is really it has a hook. And like when a guitar riff has a hook in it and that's what's actually like pulling you into listening to the song. I mean, vocals aside, if it's not your thing. That cam pipes is your thing. If the scream harsh vocals aren't your thing, like musically, these like these two songs back to back are fantastic. And I just think like that, like I said, it's groovy, it's funky. And you know, for a thrashy, like if you want to call three about thrash metal at this time, they're definitely firing on all cylinders with these opening tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the the album is for me at least pretty front heavy. Like a lot of the, I don't know. I mean, we'll get into it as we go through, but the first like half of the album just, just punches you in the balls multiple times in a row before kind of easing up as you get towards, you know, the end, but yeah. Very good. All right, buddy. Are you ready to meet the God of the cold white silence? I'm scared. So for this one, it just has like a grooving stomp throughout the song. And like you said on the last one, throughout this whole album, you're you notice that it definitely they blend together, but they don't. You know, they all have their own riff and hooks. There's nothing like they're basically just blending together. But you know, you, it's it's thrashy, it's heavy, but then it, it really starts to separate itself and be a standalone or standout track. 
I think more towards the middle where it's just it, he's like, I want you to like bob your head. Yeah. And it's just like stomp, stomp, stomp. And it's just, it's, and you're like, this is metal. This is heavy metal. I love it. And like, sing to me, Cam Pipes. Let's fight this god of the cold white silence. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, you know, kick the ass from Cthulhu. Uh, never mind. I'm edit this out now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. You should keep it. <laughs> kick the ass from Cthulhu. <laughs> Let's kick the ass of Ithaca, a great old one in the Cthulhu mythos of H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, look at you diving in deep. (laughs) Thank you, Wikipedia. (laughs) Dude, I uh, I love this song. Um, It's just it's it's just it's really it's just cool. Like, it's just a cool metal song. It's super foreboding, too. Like there's like, you know, about, I don't know, like 50 seconds to a minute in. There's like a pretty decent chunk there. Where it's just very foreboding. Like it feels, it, 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 it like evokes a feeling like something bad is going to happen, um, which I think is really cool. Um, you can, like, I don't know, like a picture being trapped in some sort of like horrible winter storm or something like that. Um, it's just a badass song. Um, I've always liked this one. It's always been very high on my list. Um, just a cool song. Really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, first four tracks through and like it's, they're not letting up. And, Mm-hmm. I definitely would um, suggest everyone looking up darklyrics.com. It definitely has all the lyrics to, I would imagine, literally every metal band, hard rock, hardcore band out there that's ever been signed to a label, and which is pretty cool. So definitely check that out if you ever want to find the lyrics. And just reading through all this stuff and actually just, again, because I'm not going to lie, between Cam Pipes and Jamie, like these guys aren't the easiest to understand at times. So actually being able to read through and like follow along, it's a pretty intense stuff. It's awesome. It's a cool story. But yeah, this is definitely a track that, you know, sometimes it doesn't stick out to me. It's, it's not my go to, sure. but when sure. it's on, I definitely love listening to it and cranking it up. Yep. Leading into Forest King. What do you think? Oh man, just back to back bangers. Uh, <laughs> Forest King is awesome too. Um, this song is always um, fun to me. I mean, it still has plenty of, of thrash going on to it, right? But it feels more just like a heavy metal song. But in terms of um, 
like it has like a cool gallop to it. Cam's vocals don't feel as like his balls are in his throat. Um, so it's it, it doesn't feel as high. I gotta stop talking about his balls. There's like a lot of that. We'll edit that out. A little button um, here. It's like scrot alert, scrot yeah. alert. <laughs> um, so no, this is this is a great song. Um, I think it has a really nice balance of the cleans and, and the screaming vocals. It has a cool gallop thing to it. The chorus is really cool. This feels like a really good holistic song on the album, not just a super fast thrash kick you in the face for three minutes onto the next one. This is a, this is a, this is just a great to me. This is just a great metal song in general. So always love this one. So first time listening through this album, when it got to forest King again, the intro is fantastic. Being a bass player, you get to that breakdown. It's like it just slows down and it just like that chugs right along. Just drum and bass. I'm just like, awesome. Like this is definitely, definitely a go to banger on this album. Um, Lyrically, it's almost like, you know, a 2.0 version of Rushes the Trees. Little That's bit interesting. Di- little That's bit, interesting. Little bit different, you know, overall lyrical theme, but just basically talking about, you know, when we're coming in, you know, mankind's coming in and bulldozing, you know, the land, the trees, you know, the li- the land comes back to life and will fuck mm-hmm. shit up. Yep. And it's it's pretty awesome. Like two of the like standout lyrics for me, it's definitely the very opening line knee deep in the dead of their kind. Um, I was like, okay. So like we're bulldozing shit over and the trees are awakening to fuck shit up. And then it's almost like, and <laughs> are we about to say in Lord of the Rings, the two towers when the ends come and attack or think, because <laughs> if that's what you were going to say, that's, what I always think of when I hear this song. Because the second lyric is Warriors March Forward, sound the alarm. And like just that part in the song, it's just ah, this song is just so it's so fun. I definitely it think is. that Cam's vocals are a little more in, in line. He definitely isn't stretching himself, like you said. The balance between those two vocalists sure. on here, they it, they blend so well together, and especially that last line when they're harmonizing warriors march forward sound the alarm yep. it's like do you do you have the album pulled up right now yep. are you able to dude every time uh what is it about th- like three at 355 that whole section there for that like last almost like minute of the song it's just so good and like the really fast like guitar riff part there i love the end of the song like the last like minute from like 350 to like i mean the end of the song but that like there's like a 45 second segment from like 350 ish to like 430 something that's just so awesome yeah right at three minutes is when the breakdown comes in yeah bass breakdown yep i like the outro from oh but ah, i mean we could we could talk about this one for a while um clearly the the section from like 350 to like 430 something i almost wish that was the end of the song i almost wish they didn't go back to like the main chorus or whatever yeah you know what I mean? I mean, it's still great, but that that section is just so good. It's so cool that yeah, I kind of yeah. wish they didn't go back right to end it on that on that refrain or whatever. Yeah, um, that, yeah. the middle section to you know the harmonized vocals to which goes into like a little 
you know, the kind of not really solo ish. I misspoke, but then right to the, the bass breakdown into the solo before we get to that part you're talking about. Like it's just, it's just rock solid. So, all right, buddy. Next song, the Demon's Blade. Demon's Blade. <laughs> go first on this one buddy um yeah so i think this one kind of falls back to the night marauders goat uh, goat riders formula right so uh demon's blade i think kind of from a formula standpoint it feels a lot like night marauders goat riders horde kind of deal um for me just another fast-paced thrashy fun song it's badass it's it's fun it has a cool um i mean has badass title um it has some really cool parts of it, like just kind of skipping around. And the solo in this one is awesome. I love the solo in Demon's Blade. It's really cool. It's short, but it's cool. But yeah, I mean, Demon's Blade is good. Um, it's 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 kind of a middling song for me, but I always enjoy it. Yeah, really, the only thing I like about this is the solo. It's, mm. I mean, the title, I mean, I was like, oh, Demon's Blade. But it just, it doesn't, doesn't pull me in. And I just, I don't, this one, I don't like it. Uh, it's probably okay. one of the one of the few songs here I just don't like. And sure. It just doesn't do anything for me. That's fair. All right. Moving on. Are you ready to enter the Great Hall of Feasting? Yes. Perfect. Breaks! 
All right. So this one is, again, probably one of my favorite tracks on the album. Uh, it is just a straightforward heavy metal song. The intro, again, I cannot just get away from this. The intro, they know how to hook you in with just some intros that are catchy. And it's fantastic. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm, again, I'm just imagining just slowly, you know, your D&D party just after fucking walking through the uh, defeating the forest king and defeating the cold the guy of the cold white silence and he's like oh time to rest and <laughs> the, the lyric and it, i i love getting to this part every single time it's when he says clean the blood stain from your blade before coming in <laughs> yeah it just it's such a you know it's just a, it's a lyric right and yeah. just the way he says it and we're just like that's so fucking metal yep <laughs> he just clean the blood stain from your blade for coming in it's like yes yes i'm gonna have some i'm gonna have some uh some mead and some mutton and recount my adventures and all the creatures i've slain in battle um yeah i mean it's just it's just i mean it's, it's just a fun you know borderline cheesy ass metal song but it makes me happy when i hear it um yeah i mean i think uh, you know on this album it's almost like a reprieve almost from like the insanity of almost all the other songs. So yeah, I mean, it's good. It's not a super high replay song for me, but when it comes on, it does make me smile. And that same lyric makes me, makes me giggle. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, can't, can't say enough about the song, how much I love it. All right, next, Infinite Legions. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, this, uh, this song is fucking awesome. I love Infinite Legions. Um, it is probably the most brutal song, possibly, if I may be so bold, especially the way it opens. Just the first, like, <laughs> it's like 10 seconds in, just immediate, just blasting, screaming, just kick you right in the mouth. Um, I mean, this is this is a pit song for sure. I mean, Infinite Legions is awesome. Um, I think as far as 
like the fast, thrashy, heavy songs. I would argue this is the best one. Um, but that's just just me. Um, this is a great song. I love it. I always enjoy it. Whenever it pops up, I'm always like, ooh. Um, so it's 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 a good one. I like it. Yeah, this one it's it's definitely a sleeper uh, or um, a hidden gem, as I say. Mm-hmm. It, you know, just the intro. I mean, it's got the you know, the snare rolls and then like the back and forth with guitars. I mean, you know, very you know, very be synced up as a band to play this, and it just definitely gets on. And when he's like screaming, just infinite legions towards the end. I mean, this song is you know again like just classic you know thrash metal one hundred and one. It's got that stomp groove throughout and it almost feels like you know cam pipes is almost going into like black metal territory with some of these like high-pitched screeches he's doing towards mm-hmm. the middle and the end of it so it's <clears throat> it, it's definitely it, it's a fun song i mean not not my favorite but it's definitely uh you know coming off of the great hall good follow-up yep that's fair we're going through these pretty quick but these songs are pretty quick so all right, moving on. Ryan, you better watch out for the Assassins of the Light. No! I'm gonna start this one off. You cannot deny a song when it opens up with some cowbell. You can't deny a song if it opens up with some cowbell. Yeah, I is mean, that a Blue Oyster Cult reference or just in general? No, I, I actually I'm not a fan of that skit. I think it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> I get tired of hearing about it. Um, I mean, I take it for what it's worth, but the I song just right. opens. I mean, Good. it was with a cowbell and it goes into another riff. It's so groovy and hooky. And I just, I, I love this song. I mean, you know, Cam Pipes again, just great vocals on it. I mean, you, you have to like these vocals, but definitely very, very strong on this track. Definitely one of my faves. 
Yeah, this song, <clears throat> the note, <laughs> the note that I made is this song feels like a song that would be playing in mid set at an overcrowded show where everyone's just like really sweaty and you get lukewarm beer spilt all over you. Like this would be the song that's playing. Also, I'm pretty sure, unless I'm mistaken, one of the sounds at the end beginning of the song is a beer cracking. That's what it sounds like to me, at least at the beginning of the song. Yeah. So here, let's let's go to it. Listen very closely to the beginning of Assassins of the Light, like the very beginning. All right, well, shut up. Yes, it does. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This would be one of the songs. Again, you're halfway through. Just a fun, thrashy song. Um, it's so like it, right, it, I guess he's like, OK, you know. They finish the song. And it's like, take a little breather real quick. And it's like, all right, boys, you ready for the assassins of the light? And it just like, the, the you know, hit the, the crash, hit the cowbell three times. And I can just imagine him just like, just like stone cold, like just cracking over beers and just like smashing them together and just throwing them into the crowd. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's cool. I love the beginning of the song. Um, it's a fun one. I, I, you know, the unfortunate thing is when you have a song with this many, heavy fast thrash songs you kind of blur the line between them and like you there has to be something that like differentiates them so for assassins of light it's a cool fun song i don't think it tops some of the other similar songs in the rankings for me um but it's still a fun one i i don't this one's hit or miss as far as whether or not i skip it um but it's it's a fun one for sure gotcha yeah this is one of my faves so all right moving on to the black spire you got for us so until i re-listened to this album again black spire was actually a skipper for a while um one because this is gonna sound ridiculous but at a whopping five minutes and 22 seconds long it feels like too long of a song on this album but when i take the time to actually re-listen to it it has jumped several slots for me um i think it's a really cool song it kind of goes in, in a few different directions, but it's cool. I think when you give it more of a holistic listen, 
it has a little bit more complexity than some of the other songs. I don't know for me if it fully materializes for what I'd want it to be, but it's it's better than what I gave it credit for. And it's honestly kind of nice to hear something a little different on the album uh, for a change, I guess you could say. So, yeah, I mean, this is one's pretty much like right in the middle of the road for me. Musically, it's a great track, but I feel like I just slog through it. And you're right. It definitely feels like it's too long. And it just has... I remember the first time I listened to it, I'm like, oh, that's a cool song. But it's like, okay, I listened to it once. I never need to listen to it again. And mm. I, I feel bad about that because it's it's a oh, it's a good song. I mean, you know, if I listen to it, great. If it's in the car when we're going along, again, I think that's our sliding scale. You know, if it's a three-hour car ride, I'm not going to skip it because it's just going to, you know, take off five minutes of the car ride yeah but if it's a you know short trip to your house like yeah i'm gonna skip it mm-hmm. and, and find something else all right moving on to the hydra's teeth <laughs> So when this album right came out, I was really big into playing the first God of War on PS2. Yeah. And having to fight said Hydra in the game. And I would literally just, you know, whenever I want to go back and replay the, the game, I would always just put this song on in the beginning because I was like, it was just perfect. And I think it fit well, I guess, just what I was doing at the time like video games and the band and all that stuff but this song it's definitely one of my favorites the again the damn intro it's just so catchy and it just it's just something about just like the guitar riff it just it, it just clicks it tracks you in and it doesn't stop the grooves in the song the chorus in the song the balance between uh cam pipes and jamie this is just probably a well-rounded track. I mean, it fires on all cylinders with, mm-hmm. you know, musicianship, 
guitar work, solos, you know, great drum work, great bass work, lyrical content's fantastic. This is, I mean, if I'm showing someone Three Inches of Blood, this is top three songs. Mm. The, I mean, my, you know, my, my favorite lyric in the, I mean, it's kind of long, but like, like weeds, they grow warriors of the undead world, bones without flesh, immune to the blade, armed with steel and a lust for death, relentless demons, the children of the Hydra's teeth. It just, you know, with those two vocals going back and forth with those, like, it's just, it's just fantastic, man. Like I, yep. you know, it, it puts you in that fantasy world. It gives you just a, you know, a, a chance to like a chance of relief from the real world just to immerse yourself in some good heavy metal music yep and i i cannot suggest this song enough to people really looking to get into a you know new world of heavy metal yeah for sure i i would agree i mean i think thematically this song does one of the best jobs on the album of like kind of i guess transporting you to that kind of like fantasy you know monster slaying like all that kind of shit um, i think this song does one of the better jobs of it um <clears throat> the first several times i heard the song i had trouble getting through the first like third of it um it didn't capture me right away but the more i've listened to it the more i've enjoyed it and there's a like a transition like a little over two minutes into the song that's just super cool um and just elevates the whole track um it's like from like 215 to it's like a 45 second thing, like right in the middle of the song that separates it from a lot of other tracks on the album. So yeah, the song is really cool. Um, I think it captures a lot of the theme. Um, it still has some pretty thrashy elements to it, but it, it's different in a good way. Um, so yeah, I like this one too. Yeah, this is, it's fantastic. Fantastic. All right, All right boys. Well, let's rejoice in the fires of man's demise. So again, we've already talked about it. I mean, this is it's an outro. Um, I think this is probably kind of well placed. I mean, granted, we know it's the end of the album, it's an outro, but <laughs> shut up. That's what I was gonna say. It's well placed as the outro. Good thing they put it at the end of the album. <laughs> Thank you for your insight. No, jackass. That's not what I meant. I felt like it's a very it's like a palate cleanser from the album. Ah, yes. You know, it's like you got through the horn gate of like prepping your ass for battle, which we're going to go through these 11 songs. And then, you know, you've just defeated the Hydra. It's like, okay, now let's just like lay down our blades and just fucking relax at the metal oasis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for some reason, you know, it's funny, kind of in that vein, this song for some reason, makes me think of like a post bar hop montage where it would just be like snippets of the whole night would be playing while the song is playing. Um, or like memories of all these monsters and shit that you slayed. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, 
I mean, for a song that's rejoice of the fire of man's demise, it has like a kind of like go happy, like that was a fun day kind of kind of feel to it. Um, Let's never do it again. Yep. <laughs> uh, good stuff, man. Well, this is a this is a fun one. And this is, you know, as anticipated, I figured this one would be a little bit of a faster run through um, just because the type of album it is um, and, you know, all that good stuff. So, I mean, without further ado, do you want to begin the ranking i guess all right all right i mean so i guess we'll just, i'll just go and just knock it out now um you know i put through the horn gate at 13 and put rejoice at 12 yeah i i just you know made a little note for myself that that i'm not putting them in my ranking as an intro and an outro uh, i just had thoughts on both i love through the horn gate as an intro the the outro I could honestly kind of do without. I, I think it's fine. Like, I, it doesn't really feel like a, you know, a bookend to me at all. I mean, it's a nifty, but, you know, I, I didn't really see the need for it. But that's just me. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of this actual album. All right. Well, ladies first, as always. So you can go. I was waiting for you, but fine. Okay. Um, my number 11 is Demon's Blade. Again, cool song, has a cool solo, but there's a lot of tracks that are similar that are better. So like I said earlier, and, and what I really struggle with on this album is I know what my favorite songs are, hands down. All the other ones are all very close. Um, there's not very much on this album that I like genuinely dislike. But yeah, I would say, you know, as far as songs, I don't really need to go back to listen to anytime soon. Demon's Blade number 11. Gotcha. Uh, my number 11, uh, the lead off track, Night Marauders. Yeah, I, feel, I, can, I sat coming. Yeah, I sat coming. All right, number 10 for you, buddy. Number 10 for me is Black Spire. Um, you know, I think that my overarching feelings on it are I can listen to it now. It was always a skipper before, but when I consider it compared to all the rest of the tracks on the album, um, it's not going to be a heavy revisit. But um, yeah, I mean, it's cooler than I originally gave it credit for, but still not going to beat out all the other ones. Gotcha. Uh, my number 10 is Demon's Blade. What did you say was your 11? Night Marauders. Oh, right. Now Marauders. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Okay. I was like, what? Okay. Have you lost track that early? Yeah. It, you know, it's after 10 o'clock at night, Adam. I'm very tired. Don't All forget right. to take your Metam useful. I did that this morning. Bet you did, you old fuck. <laughs> I, dude, no. I, I take probiotics uh, in gel form. Anywho. Uh, Number nine on. for you. Number nine for me. Um, is Trial of Champions. Wow. Still like it, but there's just a lot of songs I like more. Um, so, yeah, I would say that kind of similar to Scream and Fire, except for like the top, the track, the two tracks on that that were on the bottom of my list I really disliked. This is where it gets a little dicey for me, where they're a lot closer. 10 and 11, I'm kind of like, yeah, like I don't, you know, care to listen to Demon's Blade or Black Spire again anytime super soon. Starting with nine at Trial of Champions is where I'm like, I struggle with where to rank these but yeah i'm gonna say trial champions number nine all right number nine for me black spire okay yeah makes sense any particular reason i mean it just it's because like i said it just i listened to it i listened to it once don't need to listen to it again um mm -hmm. but i think more so like, i think musically it's musically i think it's better than you know not marauders and demon's blade so that's why i just put it at nine so sure 
right. Your number eight. My number eight is Night Marauders. Um, I still find it to be a fun opener, but kind of similar to Demon's Blade, there are other thrashy tunes and just songs in general that I like better. And yeah, I mean, Cam's vocals, they just come in just a, 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 just a ditch too high uh, on, on Night Marauders. Um, still fun, still a great opener, but better songs on the album. Gotcha. So for me, this is where it got a little dicey. Um, like my my top tracks would always be my top tracks, but going in the middle of the album, uh, my number eight, Infinite Legions. Mm. Why is that? You know, it's, I think it goes back to, it's like, what did I like first? What did you like first? Is that what you mean? Was that yeah, what, like, what, what, like what song stuck uh, with me first? Sure. And like going back and listening to it and it's still just, it didn't budge. Uh, okay. Great track. I got, you know, it's, it's very thrashy. It's stompy. Yeah, yeah. You know, his vocals are a little high. He's got the scrote grab going, um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> it just, it's, it's number eight. Like it's not, it's not a track that I immediately go to. Sure. Right. I think, and that's what's really interesting about this kind of experiment we're doing here um, with these albums. When I say early albums, I don't mean by year. I mean, in terms of, you know, what we were listening to and kind of, you know, in our friendship, what albums we talked about and stuff early on. I think for these albums that we've played through a lot of time, you become so entrenched in songs on it that it's really hard to kind of take it with a fresh perspective. Like there are songs on here that I'm like, nope, those are the best songs of the album. Like I don't give a shit how many times I listen to this. But I would say that my middle tracks, they've they've definitely kind of ebbed and flowed. So I've moved around a little bit. Yeah. So I think yeah, like like these first three tracks. Um, well, let's we'll get off track. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Uh, your number seven. Uh, my number seven is Assassins of the Light. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's Ugh. a real fun one. If it if it came on in a concert, I would be very excited. But now we're at a point where, as we're getting closer to the top, it does not beat out some of the other songs. So yeah. super fun. Be happy to to crack open a lukewarm beer and rage out to Assassins of <laughs> Light. Um, but yeah, number seven. Right, my number seven, God of the Cold White Silence interesting why is that swear to god if you keep asking me this because you just sit there smiling after you say it i want to hear some more detail (laughs) i mean it's just um again like these middle tracks i mean eight through four they're all great tracks and it's just where do i i was i'm just entrenched with what i went to at first and trying and going back and re-listening to this and trying to say well does it is there something in the song that clicked or changed? It's like, oh, I didn't pick up on that part, like the you know the beer cracking on his ass. It's light. so good. It's great. But, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's just more so at this point. I just I know what I know, and like these songs are probably just how do I feel about them today? Mm. Pretty much, you know, sure. Like like these middle tracks. How do I feel today? Yeah, no, that's that exact, and that's exactly what we should be doing. All right. Uh, num- number six for you. Number six for me is the Great Hall of Feasting. Um, like the song, like the theme of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's right in the middle for me. I, I, it's different than quite a few of the other ones. It always brings a smile to my face. It kind of is that reprieve song of like, all right, take a break, wipe off your blade, have a seat, have some mutton, <laughs> grab a wench. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's a good song i always like it um it's just now we're at a point where 
I'm going to say I like the song, but there are songs I like better. Um, and that that's where we're at with this one. Yeah. Um, number six for me, Trial of Champions. Yeah. Okay. So, that checks out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as of, I, I think that probably about over half this album has just intro riffs that just like just reap your soul from your body. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm. You're gonna listen to this and you're gonna like it. I like it. And I like this song. I like it. Just it's between the riffs and the intro, man. It's solid. Yep. But there yep, are yep, better yep. tracks out there. There are better ones out there. Number five for you. I think you're about to get mad. The Hydra's Teeth, number five for me. He's double flipping the bird at me. Double, double. Um, Hydra's Teeth is a cool song, man. I like it. Um, it has some cool moments in it. I really like that again, that like middle section where it kind of changes up for a little bit. It's a cool track. It's not as good as my top four, uh, but it's it's a good song. Um, I like it. I get why you like it. The separation as we get into like the top half of the album for me is quite thin. Um, I will say my one and two are, are are a few tiers above the others personally, but now it's thin. Now it's a thin margin between each of these songs. But yeah, Hydra's Teeth is cool. Has a cool middle part. Um, I just like the top four a little better. You look like I just just I, just offered you a thousand dollars and then said just kidding. I just <laughs> you're so foolish. Listen. You will forever and always be wrong about your musical rankings, no matter what album we do. <laughs> and I know Billy is agreeing with me right now. Uh, he's like, no, he listened to literally just heard Night Marauders and just like, and I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, actually, I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right. Number five for me. The Goat Riders Horde. This is where it start. It gets to the point where if I if it was a different day. It could be a little bit higher. Sure, my, my one and two are locked. Uh, yep. My three and my you know three, four, five, like they could rotate. Uh, yeah, like literally my six, seven, and eight can rotate. My mm-hmm. three, four, five can rotate. Yeah, depends on the day. Definitely um, agree. I mean, I think the you know the the scrot punch of <laughs> <laughs> of just that again that opening riff and just I think it really I think it's a little better introduction to Cam's vocals than that. Uh, but it's just it's a great song i love it but it's again today it didn't reach the top fair number four for you number four for me is goat riders horde um pretty much we finally have something that we're like pretty pretty damn close yeah yeah um i I would echo your sentiments like exactly um i think that it's it's a really cool thrashy song and has an awesome opener i am surprised which i'll get to momentarily of a song that actually jumped it in the ranking which we'll talk about in a bit um but goat riders horde is awesome man every time i hear it it's super fun uh, it gets me excited it's a song that i would love to you know maybe one day if these guys ever get back together this is this is a hype song this is a great one love goat riders horde super fun yeah i think uh, you know three four five could rotate around a little bit um this one will always gravitate more towards the top of my list gotcha well then for my number four I really wish I had a beer right now. Assassins of the Light. Just anytime we talk about that song, you just have to have that. You got to take that little sample of the beer crack. Yeah, if someone do, I'm, I'm gonna get a beer crack constantly. Just re- I'll just record myself. Just you're gonna text me at 5 a.m. like, oh, Ryan, I cracked open a bunch of beers because I couldn't quite get the recording right, and then I drank all of these beers. Help, help me, <laughs> help me, Tom Cruise, help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> um. 
All right, number three for you. Number three for me is Infinite Legions. Um, it's just so heavy and thrashy. It has jumped the line for the thrash songs for me. It might also be kind of similar to some of the discussion we had on Scream Aim Fire that this was a track that I didn't, you know, burn a hole in. Um, and so maybe that's why hearing it again, I'm like, oh, but it's, I love the beginning of the song. I mean, it just, it just beats the shit out of you immediately. Um, so really, really like it. It's a fun one. This is a good one to have on your short list if you need just like a super heavy, fast song. It's a good one. Yeah. All right. My number three, The Great Hall of Feasting. Yeah. That's actually, I was expecting that to be one or two for you. Well, as you can probably some do process of elimination at this point, my one and two were always locked. Um, mm. Like they, fr- from the very time, like <laughs> the very end of the first time I listened to the album, like mm-hmm. boom, locked. Uh, yeah. This one, I mean, it's just the, it, it, like I said, it's a straightforward, just heavy metal track. The, you know, the lyrics are funny and just <laughs> funny, but you know, they're just, they're fun. Like it's, yeah. it takes you to like that, you know, entering the hall and just sitting down and grabbing your meat, grabbing your mutton and just feasting with your, your boys in your party, but make sure you clean that blood stain from your blade. Yep. Uh, you don't want any orc blood on your mutton. Nope. That's nasty. It's um, nasty. All right. Your number two. My number two is God of the cold white silence. Damn. Um, this one. It, my one and two are really close, um, but God of the cold white silence is just, it's such a, like I said earlier, it's just such a cool track, man. And it's, it's super foreboding and, you know, kind of like for you, I think like when since like Hydra's teeth kind of transports you and gives you that kind of God of war comparison and stuff like that. God of the cold white silence does that to me. Um, it just, it just, it's super foreboding. It feels like a boss fight the whole time. Like it's just, it's, just, it's such a cool song. Um, love God of the cold white silence. Um, it's up there. Really, really awesome song. All right. Well, my number two is Forest King. Mm. You know, this one, like my one and two, like they're locked. But again, this almost depends on the day. Yep. Which one I like better. Um, I, I've already talked about how great it is when we broke down the track. And yeah, definitely. If I'm having to pick, if I put Fire on the Blades on for a quick car ride, one and two are getting played. So, and that puts your number one at Forest King. So, man, I we got to play that um that little section from like 3:55 to 4:30 for me for Forest King, and that's just a reason enough. Um this is my favorite song on the album. It, it, it God of the Cold White Silence will again, kind of similar to you depending on the day, will occasionally edge out Forest King like if I got one song to listen to on Fire Up the Blades. It'll be one of these two. It'll always be one of these two. Um, But overall, Forest King's number one for me. Um, It's just so damn good. Well, well, that puts, you know, Hydra's Teeth at number one for me. And I already said how just well-rounded that song is. And it deserves the top spot. Not fucking, I don't know, a dirt metal. Not gold, not silver, just dirt. What? Whereas Hydra Seas gets a gold medal, Forest King gets a silver medal. You gave it a dirt medal at number five. I would argue that fifth is not a dirt medal. 
I'd say that's like pretty good. You have to understand that my top four songs. It's aluminum metal. It's an aluminum metal, but it's, it's a metal. A, it's a metal made of actual. It's aluminum not. Foil. It's not sitting in the like the archive folder. Like Black Spire and Demon's Blade are in the archive folder, <laughs> right? It's a DQ. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. I mean, again, and this is the what I was not worried about by any means. Something that I was kind of chuckling to myself about when we decided this is an album to review. I'm like. I don't know if I'm going to have any like throwaway songs. Like I like every song in this album. It's just a matter of which one I like more. Yeah. Um, there's no song on here that I like vehemently disagree. Cough forever and always cough. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's um, yeah. I mean, this is a fun album, man. Like I think kind of regardless of what type of music you're into, like at least if you're, you know, in the metal sphere yeah you can find something on here that you would like or at least something on here that'll make you chuckle um so it's a good time i mean i think for me really i could do without i mean i probably could do without uh you know not my probably my my bottom three i mean not marauders Mm -hmm. demon's blade and black spire i probably could do without those if the album was just you know my one through eight and then you know rejoice at the end I think that would be a pretty solid album. And I would call that like a you know a front to back banger. Yeah. No, it'd be interesting as if there were like a deluxe album, right? With bonus tracks that we could do similar to what we did with Scream Empire. And maybe there are some tracks out there that I'm unaware of from that era. So but... and it really wasn't until going back to do the research on this because when you know listening on to like listen, I mean I was listening to it on Spotify today there isn't like a um let me see well there's a special edition but i didn't really know it existed um does it have other songs there's there's key to oblivion uh nocturnal command and a running wild cover of diamonds of the black chest um oh so i had to listen to them like i really didn't until i was actually just doing the research into this i didn't know it they had like a, a special deluxe edition um well i feel like a moron because i'm just scrolling down on spotify now and when i open the discography (laughs) it wasn't there but then when i go to like all the albums and scroll down now i find it yeah after the original version of fire up the blades well son of a bitch yes normally they put it like in front of it but whatever yeah this is kind of yeah kind of weird that now that i'm like actually you know what now that i'm skipping around in this these do sound familiar. Wait, hold on. Um, I have heard these. Well, there's one. There's Diamonds of the Black Chest, which is showing on Wikipedia. But then on Spotify, there's In the Time of Job when uh, Mammon was a yippie. Yeah. I don't yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I redact that statement. Um, just going to stick with the, the 11. I think I have heard those before. I'm just like bouncing around in them a bit. But, you know, anyways, yeah. whatever. Well, like so this was definitely a, I mean, it was definitely a fun album to reminisce about again. Uh, you know, the ones that were always going to be in the top, you know, were always going to be in the top. Yep. The, but going back and just trying to like, okay, for me, like, it, did Black Spire change? Is Demon's Play going to change? No, it's not. But mm-hmm. I could hear Forest King again. I could hear the Great Hall again. So it's a good day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't see my one and two. My one and two will never change. I could see, th- frankly, I could see three through nine, all of those moving around a good amount. 
um, and it would still make sense to me. Uh, but one and two are going nowhere. Yeah. Well, this was fun. Um, definitely, Indeed. definitely a, a unique, you know, twist and turn from our previous, you know, just, you know, Metallica esque or Metallica light trivium mm-hmm. album, and then a nice solid metalcore effort, and then to just, you know, Canadian. <laughs> Is Canadian thrash metal a genre? It is now. Canadian <laughs> uh, so yeah. thrash slash heavy metal. Yeah, definitely good album, good fun album with you uh, to review. Definitely was you know definitely part of our you know metal journey, mm-hmm. so to say. So on that note, let us segue into our new segment. This is music. Trying, we can't find anything. Seriously, what is all this shit? I mean, what are you even looking for? Madonna, Blondie, Bowie, Beatles, music. We need music. This is music. So this week, I have got for you and our listeners out there a band called Anterior. It's Anterior. Yep, like interior, but with an A. Uh, A N T E R I O R. Yes. Uh, They've only got two albums. Uh, this actually is their 2007 release. This Age of Silence is the actual album. Uh, I found this album a couple of years ago, and the first track, The Silent Divide, is six and a half minutes long, and it literally just keeps just like scrote punching you for the whole album. I mean, mm-hmm. and or excuse me, for the whole track. This is just a fantastic song. It's fantastic album. Uh, this Age of Silence by Interior. Definitely check it out. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if these guys are still together anymore. They only released two albums, but both albums are pretty solid. Um, but it's definitely, definitely a fun track. Check out The Silent Divide from This Age of Silence and Venomous from their second album, Echoes of the Fallen, are two awesome tracks. So Very cool. I have that pulled up right now. Um so a quick thing from from actually last week's this is music. I did get a chance to listen to a little bit of summoning the lich. Um and I was grinning. Um I I didn't, you know, give it a full, you know, you know, in-depth album listen, but I I was moving offices and I, I listened to probably the first half of the album and the whole time I was just like this is so absurd. Uh but I was enjoying it. So this is a good suggestion. Um nice. I will check out Interior. I have that saved on my list here. My this is music um, is a band you've seen with me um, who I recently started getting more into and I think are deserving of listen by our listening audience. And that is a band called fit for an autopsy um, and not their most recent album, but the previous album sea of tragic beasts. Uh, we saw fit for an autopsy open for trivium um, and they're a very good metalcore band. Very enjoyable. Um, I think that if you're into that genre, I think that Fit for an Autopsy is absolutely worth a listen. I think their most recent album. Um, oh God, what is it? Uh, it's like no, Far from Heaven. Um, nope. Ignore that. I need you to edit this. Um, it's <laughs> not Far from Heaven. It's Oh, what the future holds. Um, is is really really good too i think it's a little less harsh a little bit he- less heavy than see tragic beasts but still phenomenal um definitely check them out this is the most their two most recent albums i think are their strongest cool yeah yeah they're definitely not my cup of tea but definitely a good seeing live they're fun live yeah. mm-hmm. 
Well, very cool. Um, well, what else we got? I don't oh. know that we... Oh, <laughs> How silly of me. I forgot of what we're going to do for next week. <gasps> uh, so this was not planned, I promise. But next week, we're going to continue to stay in the Great White North and hang out with Unleash the Archers with their actually fairly recent release from 2017, Apex. I'm excited. I think we should just pivot our entire podcast to only reviewing Canadian bands <laughs> into eternities after that. And I'll think of others. Damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Unleash the Archers, um, this is going to be a fun one. Um, this is, you know, they are um, this power actually, metal. Yeah, power metal. Um, so definitely changing vocals on us again. Uh, sure. Our first foray into a female vocalist. Uh, this is their fourth album and definitely one that if I had a CD of it, it probably would have gotten holes in it. How much I played it uh, when it first came out. So yeah. definitely going to be a fun listen and fun review for that one. Um, so I think for all our listeners out there that may have been a little turned off by our boy Cam Pipes um, and just the sometimes um, inaudible vocals from Jamie, I think everyone's going to love some Britney Slays from Unleash the Archers. So Stay tuned for that, boys. Gonna be yep. a fun one. We got a good pipe going on here, a little good pipeline of uh of bands. I think there's been several conversations where we're like we should talk about XYZ. Ooh, we should look at this album. Ooh, so we got we got lots, we got lots to talk about. I'm excited. Cool. Well, yeah. Well, last thing before I forget, I just want to give a big shout out to everybody so far that has been following us on Facebook and on Twitter from the Metal Oasis. And sending in those emails to themetaloasis at gmail.com. Definitely love just seeing the feedback that we're getting from everybody out there, reading the emails and kind of seeing some of your glimpses of your own metal journeys. I mean, again, the whole point of this is trying to ex- experience our metal journey, go back to these albums that have kind of shaped our music taste and how, what has brought us to today. But I think going back and listening to all these songs and these albums, it definitely evokes a lot of you know raw emotions and raw you know, memories. And that's, that's a great thing to kind of go on. And this, I'm definitely excited to continue this journey. So you can definitely follow us. Uh, please continue to share. You can listen to us on, you know, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon podcasts. So we're definitely on a lot of platforms. So please continue to like and share. We definitely appreciate all the support. And if you also have any, you know, albums that you want us to listen to and review down the road, please send those in. I would definitely love to see what, you know, were big influential uh, bands and albums in your life. So, yeah. On that note, my man, I will catch you on the flip side. Sounds good, buddy. Catch you soon. All right. Yes.